Welcome, all you Kryptonians out there. So, on this episode, Seg seeks out revenge against Darren. Adam Strange teams up with Kem and finds a lead that uh, that proves that Brainiac is on his way to Krypton. And Lyda is now commander of Squad Sagittarius. All this and more, because this is a Krypton After Show. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now. Let the buzz begin! Boom! Nailed it! Ah! Yes! You did it! You killed it! I love... Welcome, everybody. So epic. Yes, I invested in a cape. (laughs) I have my own cape today. Hey, My jacket. It's great. And I also got this cool little mug. (laughs) But yes, welcome, everybody, to Krypton After Show, episode two, titled House of L. So, I am your host, Anthony, and with me I have Candice Cruz. Hey guys, what's up? New addition to the panel. Yes, I'm excited to be here. I'm sorry I missed the last episode, but I'm here now. It's okay. It's okay. You, uh, make am it I forgiven? I have to see. I have to uh, okay. talk to the well, steps we'll of We'll find out at we the gotta, end if I'm actually forgiven. We'll work something out. Okay, perfect. Done. Let's do this. Right on. All right, so... First off, I would like to just uh, sh- uh, break it down as to like how we're going to go about this episode. So, how I'm going to be breaking it down is an uh, order of plot lines that I saw. So, there are three major plot uh, plot lines, plot stories that are going on right now. So, it's got Plague's, uh, se- sorry, Plague's, sorry, Seg's plot, which is uh, like the most uh, action-packed. Then we have a little side plot with Cam and Adam. And I think also uh, Lyda's story is going to be uh, a major part in this, uh, in the coming episode. After this one, so we're gonna touch on hers first, actually, because it's a little bit more contained in yes. a sense, uh, at least pertaining to this episode, not like the whole series. But like, mm-hmm. I know what she does here is gonna set up for what we're gonna see in the next episode. Yeah. Um, also, we're gonna have our character corner later on, so stay tuned for uh, who I'm gonna be breaking down uh, for that later on in the episode. Um, also, we're gonna have some uh, a little bit of news and gossip, and finally, we're gonna give our predictions to wrap us out. So, without further ado, let's start off with some overall thoughts. Yeah. Candace. No, I loved this episode. I mean, I loved the pilot. I was like hooked automatically, but this episode gave so much more depth and like reality to the world and the severity of like what the situation is. Um, personally, one of my favorite storylines was Lida's because I feel like she just overcame so much and she's like really stepping into her power, which like you said earlier, um, is really going to play a huge crucial role into everything that Seg is taking over. And I think her role as commander now is going to be like huge and epic. Mm -hmm. I completely agree with you. I think uh, she had the most interesting uh, storyline this this episode. Like growth, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely more like the, uh, I'm not sure if it's the most character development, but she did have a good amount of character development next to Seg. Mm -hmm. And she definitely had the most action, um, which I would like. Yeah, she kicked butt, guys. (laughs) Just saying. So, Yeah, I I want to talk about like that that, that, uh, fight scene later on and also like how that was shot. I thought it was really interesting. Um, All right. Well, then let's, uh, without further ado, let's get into our first topic. So we're going to be breaking down um uh, lita and uh, lita's duel with uh quex yeah so how this how this uh, story starts off like where's the main plot line um yeah. it starts off with uh the uh, military guild pretty much just getting new toys mm-hmm. um so they're getting new weapons and this is due to the fact that they're gonna go do an all-out raid on the rankless in order to flush out black the black zero terrorist and of course, Lita is like, no, 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 no. This this cannot be the only way. This we can't just muscle our way through all these rankless just to get to our Black Zero terrorist. And so she disapproves. Um, and on the other hand, we have Dev M's. Uh, we we get a little bit of character development with him, mm-hmm. and uh, how he condones and how he agrees with the orders. And just to get put into context uh, as to what Dem Dev's uh, mindset and what he is revealed about him. So he says that he knows that all the rankless are not black zeros, but he also knows that the rankless do cover for them. So mm-hmm. it's a very dicey situation there. And he also, so what I got from that was that he has no symphony, symphony, sorry. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah, right? <laughs> By the way, John Williams on the uh, classical Superman, uh, I, got the, I got a comment from that on the YouTube. So I was like, all right, I'll, I'll buy it to you, commenter, and I'll play that this, this episode. Yeah. But anyways, moving on. So he has no sympathy. sympathy why, why? Sympathy. Thank he you. doesn't have any sympathy. <laughs> got my back. I do, right there. Right there. All right. Um, for the onslaught of the rankless, so... Um, 
in his eyes, he doesn't see them as innocent people being slaughtered because they're not innocent people because they're ba- they're they're providing cover for Black Zero. But on the other hand, he did leave it very open ended as to why he feels this way, and he was very passionate about it. Like we see the shot of his scar and everything yeah. else. So I mean, we know that something has happened to his family, and I'm assuming that his family is all gone because he said, "Don't talk to me about sympathy and all that other stuff." Right. I think it's very like unless I over like overlooked something we don't really know what happened to his family and why he has so much animosity against like the rankless and black zero great point and now i would like to infer that oh infer this so it does reveal that he has scars and permanent chronic pain on his body Mm -hmm. and that he lost his family due to some sort of accident or here we go possible attack from maybe black zero well, I mean, he is part of the military, like, world and realm, so I'm assuming that, like... There's a reason why There's he's, a reason he's why, there, maybe. And there's a reason why, like, yeah. I mean, just as much as, like, Seg is defending his family's honor because of everything that he's gone through, I'm assuming that he, he's also coming from the same perspective. Something else has happened dramatically. Mm-hmm. And one thing I really enjoy about all of the, the storyline is that everyone's perspective is correct in some way. Right. Where their experiences are coming from. So everyone's like, it's so dynamic because everyone has backstory and reasons why they feel a certain way about what's going on in this world. Right. So I don't really see any villain per se within that group just yet. Yeah, I don't... Within that group of people. I'm not talking the about... Military yeah, guild? the military and, guild. Yeah. Because except, they're just there to do their job. In a sense, except for, except for Quex, he's a little... Yeah, he was a little high horse. He's a little like, dicey, he's like a, very gun-ho, mm-hmm. very... Uh, Power, Pro, power. Yeah, probably like a, on a power truck. Power very trip, very yeah. gun ho, very ready to lock and load. And he's like, yeah, yeah. I'm down for these. He's like, I, I think he was the one who says like, it'll blow a, a, a hole in your chest cavity like right away. I was like, oof. <laughs> so it gives an insight as to who he was. But he's practically like a throwaway. He's there to for Lita just to, you know, murk. And uh, we see that yeah. later on. Um, yeah, but like what I got also from that exchange with Dev and Lita at first is that he is uh, jaded because of the loss of his family mm-hmm. but he's not completely like gone like he's not no, no, no. he's he not war torn like... in a sense yeah he yeah. still he still listens to logic and reason but i think he, his sense of pride and like for being in the military is what kind of overshadows his morality in all of it or it kind of like yeah. helps it it, it it muddles his morality of like you know like because of my past experiences i cannot see them as innocent because i lost my family to this well it's because if you don't see a face like if you don't know people it's just a number you know what i mean like he kind of takes away the humanity of these people so that he doesn't feel any guilt that's a great point but what i will say too you do see that he does have a lot of humility because i think he loves lida in some way um i keep changing her pronunciation i keep saying lida 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 okay so lida he I feel like he loves her. I know that they have a really strong relationship and a friendship. We saw that even in the opening within the pilot episode. I think that their relationship is going to unfold and it's going to get even more uh, complicated in the Mm -hmm. next coming episodes because obviously she loves Seg. Yeah. And we know that. But Dev doesn't know that. And also, you know, now that she's commander, she's going to have to pull rank on him a lot. And so to see his, like, the power struggle between the two is going to be interesting. Well, that's only if he does show pushback against her. He might. But, he might yeah, not. Yeah, he might you not. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see. That's why I'm, like, I'm, I'm trying to see what, what, like, gouge how, like, you know, prideful and how, like, of a soldier he actually is. Like, yeah. if, if like, depending on his orders, can he change his mindset and his views depending on what he's ordered to do? Yeah. Like, he's like, we're going to go kill the rankless. Okay, cool. I'm down with that. Or it's like, well, you know what? There's another way. Uh, Lita's in charge. Uh, she's not for killing rankless, but we're going to still go after Black Zero. He's, he could probably be like, all right, I'm down with that, too. Kind yeah. of thing. You know? Or what if he betrays her? Um, what ooh. if? Because now she's... Com- loves- because I know, but, like, in the sense of, like, uh, in work mode, not necessarily, like, love mode, but if he's all about, like, killing rankless and going after Black Zero, Lita took over for a reason... So she's not obviously going to be down with all of that. And yeah. he's going to probably still want to go under the previous plan. Possibly. Possibly. Who knows? Um, I say we move on from that. And uh, so after that, uh, Lita actually just tries to go and talk to Jaina and to change her mind. But it all backfires. Mm. And I think this is the moment where Lita knows that she has to take matters into her own hand. And so in this, in her, in this, after all this, um, that was 
pretty much like the, the first main scene with mm-hmm. her. Um, after that, we see Seg enter, and they have a little scene. Um, this is pretty much uh, where Seg uh, lays it out for her that she's not going to be able to... or. He's not going to be able to really continue a relationship with her because he'll never be able to forgive what her mother did to his Mm -hmm. parents. Um, Also, at the same time, we see that Seg is looking for guidance. Um, I think we'll talk a little bit more about that on Seg's plotline. But for Lita, the the advice that that she gives him is something is pretty much she says, uh, be true to yourself, be true to what's inside of you. And I think once she's saying that, she kind of has that own revelation within her head where I'm like, hey, maybe I should listen to my own advice. Yeah. And then um, when she has that talk, she kind of finds that courage within her, I think, by talking to Seg. And that's what leads her to challenge Quex to, in order to, take, uh, to, take, to be, be a commander of the fourth squad, uh, Sagittarius. Yeah. And I mean, um, Jaina even like comes up to, to Lita and says, you know, I know that you love Seg, but this is not the way to do it, essentially. But I think it has so much more do with not just seg i think it's just her like her humanity and morality and like like what you said is like i feel like both of them whether or not we're going to ever see them together or whether or not they're actually going to be a couple again i think that they are like the yin and the yang to each other i think Mm -hmm. that they calm each other down and that they do have some type of like positive effect to each other it's like when you have that one person in your life that's strong in a stronghold that like when you have a re- revelation for them it, it, it enacts for you so i think like going into that whole conversation with her mom she was prepared to like really stand up for herself because she had like that feeling of love from seg right you know what i mean just yeah i, I, I completely just from agree Nicole's with perspective. <laughs> no i love it yeah <laughs> So, uh, moving on. Uh, yeah. So, Lita ends up challenging uh, Quex. Mm-hmm. And so, it challenges him to a Candalorian duel. And it's uh, it, it turns out it's a duel to the death. That's that's really... Uh, it was intense, though. Something. She came out from the bottom. Yeah. And she kicked some butt. Yeah, so she did. Um, she killed it. A, l- a little bit on that later. Things. I still want to get through some things. Yeah. Um, so... This is, I think this is what you're referring to where Jaina pulls Lita aside and asks yeah. for an explanation. Mm-hmm. And then um, Lita comes out with that where you'll, you'll, you never thought or you'll never think that I'm strong in a sense. Um, you never think that I'm worthy of, of holding um, uh, the name of Zod. Mm-hmm. And so it's pretty much saying like I know what you think of me and I'm here to prove you wrong. That's kind of how I got it. Uh, additionally to what you said, which was a great point about how... Um, She's uh, also there's a side of her doing it for her uh, seg and also her morality as in like she she uh, sympathizes with all the rankless down there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so after this, we actually get a, a, a little uh, pep talk from Dev, mm-hmm. who and I thought was really nice. And this is where he shows more of his like softer side in a sense, but still very rigid and soldiery like. Yeah. Um, where he says uh, he tells her that he, he she was never a Sagittarius, that she has always been Lyda of House Zod, a warrior, even if her mother does not see it and she uh, Lyda herself knows it. And I think that's the most important part, that knowing what you are and being confident in what you are and exacting that, like showing people like that if they don't know, well, now you know. And then that's what happens uh, in the duel, pretty much. So now we get to the duel. And um, so no surprise here, uh, Lyda beats Quex up. Like, yeah. Um, and it was a great fight. So let's talk about a bit about, about the fight. And I, I really like the, the, how they shot the fighting style. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't just like cuts when they hit. Like, I hate that. Like, when, you, when they hit someone and they cut to a different angle. It was more like some cut. Like, it would hit, connect, and then it would cut. So it would be like, you see the impact. Like, when she gets kicked in the face, like, right off the bat, I was like, whoa. Or even when she, they rammed her into the wall. They held oh, a yeah, moment they, when she they, hit her face to the wall. Yeah. And you see that. What I love is, like, looking at the actor's face and seeing it all in the eyes. Because you could tell the anguish and the, like, that was when it switched. That mm-hmm. last hit to the wall. Because she went, I think, twice, maybe three times. Yeah. But that last hit to the wall. She's like, ah, oh, no, uh-uh. Because then after the wall, he knocked her down, and then she's like, all right, here we go. Yeah. And then that's when, like, you can see it in her that, like, she fought all the way to the end, and then finally she's like, you know what? I'm not giving up. Let's do the one-two punch. Done. Right, right. Um, I, I didn't really catch up on that, but that's actually a really good point. I, I guess, like, the more she got beat down, the more she was, like, she got more... I guess, in a sense, power and I think it's like the adrenaline momentum. of like, okay, this is like, I've got to prove myself. Yeah. Because sometimes you almost come in with this like false sense of confidence. And then once you're down at your lowest, it's either 
fight or die. You hit the wall or you get back up. Exactly. <laughs> or you stay Seriously. down. Yeah, yeah. And then it literally only took her, what, three moves? And they were three solid, very strategic moves. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's when I saw Quex's, like, actual... For that split second, we saw him who, for who he was when he called out Mercy. Right. You could see the pain and, like, the, oh, God, please, no. Yeah, he's like, like I'm I done. <laughs> yeah, but also, even whenever she challenged him, you could tell that he was, like, almost, like, disappointed and, like, a father figure of, like, I really don't want to do this to you. And then to see the fear in his eyes of, like, oh, Really? Crap. You got I don't that? know. I, don't, I, I did that. I, I, I but did that's not. just me, like, reading into actors and okay. reading into, like, characters a little bit more just by looks. But it could be taken either way. But that mercy thing and then her, I think that that's when she came into her own is when she said, you never asked for mercy. And I was like, oh! Yeah, that, uh, yes, queen! Yeah, so the surprise of uh, her defeating Quex was not a surprise to me, but... The huge surprise was her killing Quex was like, whoa. Yeah, her actually doing it. So, yeah. So, this mm-hmm. like, uh, so this is a pretty much, and yeah, afterwards she looks at her, she looks at Jaina, Lyda looks at Jaina and echoes her mother's own words back to her, we yes. never asked for mercy. And I think that was really huge in her development as a character. Um, and looking dead in her mom's eyes. Oh, for sure. She looked her in right the eyes and was like, slays a man. we don't ask for mercy. Blood down the mouth, like yeah. full on like. It was pretty cool. It was so cool. <laughs> I loved it. So, yeah, uh, for, to me, this showed that, uh, so, Lyda has proven to be a strong warrior and someone mm. to be reckoned with. It shows that for the better or for the worst, Lyda is, Alita is also learning uh, to be more like her mother. Um, we'll see how that goes. And I pose the question, like, will her, will she lose her morality along the way? Like, will her moral compass be more skewed because she wants, she wants to make her mother proud. Right. But I don't know, like, if she wants to take after her mother and how much, because her mother is very ruthless. And also trying to almost kind of let, like what Seg's doing, you kind of have to play both sides and not show your hand. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we'll know until later on in the season of like which hand she's actually holding. I agree. And I think we have to wait till the next episode to see how they, she, her squad at least, carries out the raid on the Rankless. And if they're going to take her command. And she's oh, yeah. one of the youngest ones, number one. And number two, she's a female. Not to say that that's a, a huge issue in this world. It may not be because her mother is like the head of command of everything. Right. But it could. You never know. I don't True. know how this dynamic is going to play out. True. Great points. And uh, yeah. I think only time will tell. Woo! But this uh, this duel does. Uh, so this accomplishes something. So mm-hmm. Lita is now in charge of Commander Fourth Squad, uh, Sagittarius. She's also, uh, so she's going to be able to uh, have some power as to like the raid and also hopefully helping Seg down the line. Mm-hmm. And also it gets Lita one step closer to proving her strength to her mother and to herself. So I thought it was really great. Um, and so, and, and the very last scene we see with her is that she has pointed commander of the fourth squad, Sagittarius. So that's our girl. She's, 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 start, she's yeah. made it. She's, she's commander. So she's one step closer. She's, uh, she's ranked up. And uh, we'll have to see where it goes from there. And that concludes our plotline with Lita. And uh, speaking of super strong and powerful women, um, do you want to have fun, learn, and grow in all areas of your life, Candice? Of course. Yeah? Because if you do, I have a podcast that's just for you and anyone else who would like to uh, grow, learn, and have fun. So it's Conversations with Maria Menounos. Podcast edition is hosted by our AfterBuzz TV founder and drops every Friday on iTunes. That's correct. Every Friday on iTunes. And guess what? It's free. So, Conversations with Maria Menounos features celebrity and influencer interviews, along with secrets and tips on how to be better in all aspects of your life. Who doesn't want that? Come on, people. So, from health and wellness to career, relationships, finances, and more, let our Maria be the big sister you've always wanted. Just go to iTunes and subscribe to Conversations with Maria Menounos for free. Be sure to rate, comment, and subscribe to the podcast. And when you do, please let Maria know that it was us Kryptonians from the Krypton After Show that brought you there. Conversations with Maria Menounos podcast edition every Friday. Drops every Friday. It's free. Check it out, everybody. I love it. It's amazing. I listen to it on my way to work. Oh, nice. It's great. Right on. She's amazing. So, next topic I would like to go into. This is a this is very, very heavy uh, plot line, so we'll probably spend most of our show on this plot line, and then we'll get into Seg, I mean, uh, Adam's and Kem's little plot line afterwards. But this is uh, mainly uh, Seg's plot line. So, pretty much, it starts off right where we left off in the first episode. It's mm-hmm. with uh, Adam and Seg in the Fortress of Solitude, and pretty much, uh, Adam is, trying to, is still trying to convince Seg that... Everything he's telling Seg is true. 
I mean, can I just segue off of that? If some random guy showed up to you, has a cape that's dematerializing and wearing some crazy outfit and telling you all this stuff, would you believe him? I'm on a special case because I believe, I mean, just because I can't prove it not right, like yeah. not factual, doesn't mean I can't prove it. Like, as it, like if I can't prove that it's not factual, then I, I can't not believe it or can't. I, I can believe it and not believe it. I can't not believe it. I can't. I'm, I'm pretty, much, <laughs> pretty much since I can't prove it's not factual. Right. I can't rule out that it's not true. There it is. There it is. Nailed it. There I it. feel like he should have recognized it earlier on. Like the first time you meet him, I'd be like, what the heck are you talking about? Like you're a random person. What are you wearing? But there are so many signs leading up into this, even before the Fortress of Solitude, that would lead to like, maybe I should listen to this guy. Yeah, but totally. But no. But apparently, Seg is like hard-headed. Not a well, not for the most part. But like in this moment, he he just had his parents killed. Like this is yeah. right after the first episode. Of course. This Adam Strange is dropping all this on his freaking head like nothing, and he's like, "Well, I mean, I would blame him for my parents' death too." And oh yeah, and he blames him for his yeah. yeah. So he's mad. So even if he like was telling the truth, he's like, "I don't care. I still want revenge on Darren." So pretty much right. like the key takeaways I got from this opening scene is like it shows where Seg's headspace is at. Mm-hmm. It shows that. Um, it shows us where his character arc is starting from, pretty much, and which is like he's a little hot-headed. He wants revenge. Right. He doesn't believe Adam, and so he's not sure whether or not to believe Adam. And he wants has revenge on his mind. And Adam's still trying to convince him that nothing else matters. So that's where we're at. Nothing. Adam's like, no, we have to focus on Brainiac. Seg's like, no, I want revenge. I don't care about what you got to say, until the what I call the inciting incident incident that starts everything off, which is on their way back to Candor. Adam proposes a little a deal with him. Mm-hmm. He goes, "Hey man, you're going to go meet up with Darren. He's got he's got he's got uh access to all this database. What if we can possibly find some proof that we have proof on that database of the science guild that Brainiac does exist? And if we find this database and we find proof of this, then you'll help me stop Brainiac. But if we don't find any proof on this database, then you can go ahead and go murder uh uh Darren and go do your thing with revenge and whatnot." And th- so that's kind of what starts him all off um, on this on their plotline, pretty much that, that gets the ball rolling. So, and also Adam uses uh, his parents, uh, Seg's parents' memories to like uh, play to Seg's ethos and be like, you know, think of what the, like how you'd want to uh, honor them. And he's like, I know how I want to honor them, and which is like killing them. But uh, you know, that's not the right way. And so, um, the main takeaway here is that the deal will create the plotline that will unravel to see uh, continuing the story. So. Uh, Apart, so this this starts going into Seg's mind, and then the next episode we see is that Seg is hauled off to go see uh, Nissa and Darren Vex. Mm-hmm. So it's revealed in this scene that he will officially become part of House Vex, and he'll he gets his new getup. He's got the the Vex sigil and everything, and um, it was also revealed that the uh, that people on Krypton used to worship seven gods, and now only worship the god of Rao. And that's where the representative, the seven, that's why he has the seven faces all around his face mm-hmm. uh, because of the seven gods, but now it's only one. And Rao is the supposed uh, sole creator of Krypton, at least how they see it. Um, right. And um, so that's a, just a little like uh, development as to like a little shine the light on Rao and whatnot. So that's really what I got from that scene apart from uh, the sigil. And moving on to that, we go, we go back to Seg and Lita um, having their own little set, uh, little uh, chat. So, yeah, so it's the same. Um, we, we touched on this earlier. So Seg tells him why they can't be together. Um, and also he seeks guidance from her and he, she gives it to him. You know, be true to who you are and um, be true to, like, what kind of blood you are, you're in. And I think this whole episode does revolve around that theme of, like, you know, don't cast away uh, your origins in a sense or your name. Because the, the title of the episode is The House of L. Mm-hmm. And he has to be... In a sense, it's like throughout the whole episode, he's reminded of how great his house was. How great his parents were. How great his grandfather, along with past uh, generations, were. And like how one of them cured uh, like this crazy disease and like saved um, a lot of people on Krypton. Um, it's like a green plague or something. Yeah, yeah. They called it, was it a green plague? Yeah. yeah. But I, I think, too... I don't think that it was Lita that actually convinced him to not renounce his house. I think the final straw was whenever he gets confronted with his grandfather. But I do think that she played a huge factor into realizing, like, you know, you really do need to be true to who you are 
mm-hmm. as a human and not lose yourself in all of this. Yeah. But I also think there's a lot of factors that go into Seg's almost like dual siding. Mm-hmm. Like he's smart at this point. Whenever he has that conversation with Adam and realizes like, oh, I need to play my cards right and has that conversation with, you know, Nissa and Darren, like I would take the house too because you want to keep your enemies closer, right? Um. Well, here's the thing. Um. I want to touch on that later because yeah. it, it just like unravels as as I go along. But pretty much, he 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 chooses the science guild in order just to get get access to the database, mm-hmm. in order to to in order to see if there is proof of Brainiac, in order to go forward whether or not he wants to exact revenge or he's going to help Adam. Right. So that that's pretty much where um pertains to uh what you just said um uh, all right so second leader second leader yeah so that's pretty much what, what's covered there thank you sorry um and then after that uh seg visits darren and he asks for uh to do a traditional burial ceremony for his parents but darren uh darren actually denies him but here's like what i think is a key part of this moment um so it's um, Darren starts talking about his admiration for Val-El and reveals that Val had created some sort of technology and that technology revealed to Val that showed him a presence of something out there in the universe that will eventually come to Krypton, which we now know as Brainiac. Mm-hmm. So this enforces what Adam has been saying all along. Mm-hmm. This, and, and this is going through Seg's, Seg's mind. It's like, oh, this is not the first time I've heard of this. He's speaking what Adam has talked about. Maybe there's some truth to this. Right. While that's saying... This is this is where you see the shot of like that little like uh, iPad looking like futuristic pad looking thing where it's yeah. like oh yeah that's right I can get access to that and he goes full full in on like be, be, make me part of the science guild I want to be a part of it let me like continue the work that my parents and my grandfather had done yeah. and then mainly just to get to the the uh, data banks. Which did you catch yourself looking at that pad trying to read it because I kept looking at it and I was like I really. Oh, hell no. I can't read it. I can't read it. No, I was just like, oh, okay, got it. <laughs> no, I kept like, I want to know what it says. <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, that was one of the key takeaways. Is like, oh, he's reinforcing what he's heard from Adam. Mm-hmm. He sees the, the little, his access, his, like, access to prove uh, Brainiac exists, takes it, and then we go, and this leads us to going back to Cam's bar. And then um, Cam and, uh, so Cam and Seg have a little sidebar saying, hey, man, Seg tells Cam, "Trust me, like we, 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 he fills him in on everything that's going on, and so Seg also gives him the the, the device to Cam's to to look through it because Adam does not, uh, you know, go through like technology like that. So Cam handles it, and so pretty much he's like, "All right, we'll check if there's anything in here," and it turns out there is none, and so he's like, Seg's like, "All right, well, I'm still gonna go exact my revenge." <laughs> and destroy the fortress of solitude, you know. No, he wasn't. I don't think that was part of his well, revenge, he but he was, was like, definitely gonna go kill. He was gonna Darren. go do something because no, he no, ended yeah. up at the fortress of solitude before he went after Darren. No, no, no. So he left and went there. No, no, no it, it was. Um, hold on, hold on. Is right? I don't think so. Hold on. Am I check, hold on, check this out. Yeah, you are. Because all right. So after that happens, he goes off to to he goes off to the character I call the traitor. And he picks up the knife. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And then I he goes... I my, my lines. Right. So he goes and he picks up the knife. And then he goes to the council chambers where he's stopped by Nyssa. And yep. then that's where Nyssa grants him uh, his, his parents' ashes so he can perform the, the so spirit. sweet. Yeah. But, it, I mean, was it sweet, though? Because I think it was just... A, it, it's revealed that it's just a plot to have Nyssa... Have Seg trust Nyssa later on. To gain well, maybe, his trust. but like, I mean, what if Nissa is also playing her dad at the same time and using Seg as the the pawn for all of her plans too? No, 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 for sure. I completely agree with you there. Um, you have to like, if you're gonna play the game, like, you do have to pull some strings and actually like relate and have some type of like connection. They're in this together in a sense too, because they're supposed to be merged. And she even in the first episode was talking about like you got to kind of go with the flow with my dad. Like, my dad doesn't care about me. He doesn't care about anybody. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think that, I mean, maybe she's going to go against Seg, but I think it was still a nice gesture to give the ashes. I mean, I would have to disagree because a nice gesture with, uh, with uh, like, evil intent is like destroys the gesture like it's it's yeah, not but we don't know that she's doing an evil intent yet no, it's and Seg doesn't it's know some, that it's definitely something sinister it's otherwise why are they lying 
like they, they'd be like straight out with him of what they wanted with him. He would tell Nissa would tell Seg right away, like, "Hey, this is actually what I want from you." Instead of beating around the bush and playing these mind games and trying to get him in his inner pocket, she'd be straight out with him. I mean, I I get where you're coming from, but at the same time, like, regardless of how I got them or who's trying to conspire against me, I would still want my parents' ashes. I mean, yeah. So uh, I mean, it's fine. But, but oh, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I <laughs> no, don't, I agree I don't, and disagree. I don't think it was a sincere and like a nice little gesture, but whatever. Cam, uh, Seg was able to get the ashes. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so and then this leads us to going to Seg's, Seg's home, and and he he's uh, he's sitting at his destroyed home, and this is where he gets to knock at the door, and it's his uh, old neighbors Rom, uh, which is the mother, and her daughter Ona, and they want to pay respects to their parents, and here again is reinforced that Seg is reminded of how great his parents are, also how great the name of L is. Because other people, they have helped so many people. And he's, like, reminded of, like, damn, my parents are great. And here I am without them. And I'm trying to kill some guy. Mm-hmm. Like, who am I kind of thing. Like, you know, like, it's really, like, an introspective, like, what am I doing in a sense? It doesn't really show it in, like, in the actual uh, visual language. But I, I, I can, I guess I can infer, I'm inferring that, like, this is what he's going through. Or this is what his mindset is going through. Because, again, like, the house of the episode, House of L, is being reminded of how great his uh his lineage is. Yeah. And um, so after that is when he goes back to the Fortress of Solitude. And this is where he is able to, um, what with what Darren said in his head, he's able to activate this Fortress of Solitude, which at, and that thus activates the technology that Val has le- had created. And so when he activates it, Val... Uh, appears to him in a holographic form. I think it's some sort of AI because he's also able to learn apart from just like saying things that he was already programmed to say. And um, so he teaches him a lesson, which the first lesson, which I think is that Seg must realize how great his lineage is and uh, he must keep the fire of the elves that burn within him alive. And um, so in this sense that he... Uh, so in this sense... Uh, so once he says that... Uh, it just like there's a switch in Seg, which is like he's like, all right, well, you know, I could really use some help right now. So yeah. he kind of like in a sense like just with that he gives in. It's like all right, well, teach me th- stuff. Yeah. And then so there's a bit more like uh, there's a bit more um, what do you call it explanation as to what's what's going on with what Val was doing. So Val films him in on the on the technology he created, and he says that he actually created something that allows him to enter the phantom zone phantom zone phantom zone phantom zone i love the face and the comedic like little bit in there because i feel like it it's such a heavy episode in certain points that you have to have some type of like he's like so just he's like disappointed he's like "Mm, phantom zone and he's like wait is it not a good name you got a better name (laughs) he's like oh no no it's it's cool it's it's catchy yeah it's great and i was just like what all right thanks grandpa it's like when your grandpa's like trying to show you something you're like yeah Cool, Grandpa. You see this, Sonny? Yeah, it's called right the there. Phantom, it's Phantom Zone. Zone. Oh, okay. Like, okay, uh-huh. Grandpapa. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. So just briefly, uh, the Phantom Zone is an interdimensional realm that exists outside of space and time. Time, 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 time. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Val uses technology to travel across the cosmos where he saw galaxies full of intelligent life, but he also saw the huge threat that Brainiac possesses. Does no one notice that he goes disappearing for that long? I know, right? I'm but like, it does, it does, you went across galaxies. No, 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 wait, but it does exist. It, 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 it exists out of space and time. Time. I time. guess that makes sense. Like, so if you come back be at the gone, same time exact, and gone for a second. Yes. But still, like, that would just be amazing, wouldn't it? Like, to live a lifetime and then come back and you pick up right where you I mean, I've always wanted a hydropolic time chamber from Dragon Ball Z so I can, like, play video games for hours and it just wastes, like, two minutes in, like, real world time. You know? I've never had that desire. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all people know what's up. <laughs> Feel my pain. Uh, <laughs> I'll do it to travel. Uh, <laughs> I want to travel and not do the 16-hour flight there. Oh, yeah. No, no, to travel would be great. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it turns out that he f- figured out uh, Val in his uh, excursions ex- through uh, through the Phantom Zone that Brainiac has moved unchecked, devouring civilizations one by one, and that finally uh, Brainiac has his eyes set on Krypton, and he will eventually make his way to Krypton and thus stealing Kandor and destroying the planet. Or... 
It's infer- it's it's implied that he's destroying the planet, I guess. So that it's really messing with me the timeline because again, like Adam is coming to talk to Sag, who is Superman's grandfather. So like this whole timeline, I'm like, is it? I don't know. It's hard to wrap my brain around because if he's coming back in time, quote unquote, to go like talk to Seg because that Brainiac is coming after him, has Brainiac like is he coming after Earth after? It's just a whole nother. I can see the steam coming out of your ears. It's really like the timeline. Oh. Timelines are huge for me, so I'm like, how does this work? Time magic. I know. <laughs> just- I have to suspend disillusionment, but still, I'm going to figure this out. All right, I'm get, sure they'll explain it to me. Get back to, to okay, us on I'm this. listening. All right, for sure. <laughs> so, and then also he says um, towards the end he says uh, Val says something to a seg that I thought was a little strange. He's like, "But first, you got to take care of this vex situation." He's like, "Get that smut off your chest, boy." Basically, what are it's you like you got dirt on your chest. I just get told you we saved the planet from the green plague, and you're wearing vex. You disgrace me. Not you really like that, but like me. you know, he's like, "Yeah, let's let's get rid of this vex situation." I feel like vex family wasn't like this. Is just my inferment is that the L family was always above and so the Vex is like almost faking that they have power because they never really had the power before until the L family was like gotten rid of and like they dismembered it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, they're pretty much just like... So it's basically like he was faking the whole time. Get the filth off your chest. Yeah. Also like who, what do they really do? Like they run the council which is just pertains to the government while like the, like the, the L's are part of the science guild which helps everyone. Doing everything. Yeah. Yeah. But just punk, punk Vex, dude. (laughs) Punk Vex. Punk Vex. Punk Vex. All right. So, (laughs) so this leads us to, uh, Seg's refusal of the House of Vex. Um, he goes back to the council chambers and he sees Darren and Nissa and he straight up tells him like, yo, I'd rather die than to, uh, to, to wear the House of Vex. Yeah. And then Darren does not like this. He's like, no, 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 no. Um, you're going to wear it. But before he can, like, unload on Seg, he is stopped by the representative of Rao. And, uh, First time we hear him speak, really. Oh, you're right. Mm. Yeah, Which that was, was kind of unnerving, though. It was very much like a powerful, like, voice to hear. And maybe it's because it's shrouded with the head, but mm-hmm. I'm like... I don't. I don't really have too many thoughts on this voice, but um, no, it just threw me for a loop when I first heard it. I was like, "Oh, this is like, okay, sure. <laughs> right." On. So yeah, so the, the so the route comes to sex side actually, and he says that you know I allow this, but you will wear the insignia of the science guild, which is this thingy. Anyway, so yeah, <laughs> so it's a science skill. The, the, the S sig- the sigil. So he's like, all right. Uh, cool. And then with that. I'll take it. With that, he claps his hands. Not really. But he's like, all right, so you, you may go now, my child. And then Seg's like, all right, cool. Thanks. That that worked out. <laughs> I didn't get in I trouble. I didn't expect <laughs> to get it that easy, but thanks. You're right. And then so after he Seg leaves, um, after he Seg leaves, so it's uh, Representative Rao and Darren with in the chamber, I think with Nissa as well. And he says some really interesting things. He actually says, um, so the rep schools Darren on his method on how he's going to try and control Seg or like give or try to, yeah, try to control Seg. Pretty much he states that this is how you control him. So what do you think he meant by this? Like, like in the... By giving him what he wants, he's not going to fight as hard. Oh, okay. You basically just gave Seg everything that he asked for. Seg came in ready for a fight, and then he got it. It's like that kid that's like, I want this. And the parents are like, okay. You're like, oh, I was expecting like a big fight. So I think that now that he's giving Seg what he wants, his walls are going to be taken down just a tad. Because mm-hmm. now he thinks that the representative of Rao is on his side. That's, yeah. So now that he feels like he's got that person on his side, he's like, okay, I can do this. Like, I don't have to be, like, as defensive as before. Therefore, now Darren can play the friendly card and be like, well, I have to honor what the representative of Rao is telling me so he can actually get the upper hand. It's like, again, manipulation. Keep your enemies closer. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you gain that trust and that relationship... You actually have the upper hand. I completely agree with you. Yeah. I just stated it a little differently in my notes, but yeah. I'm not sure if it, I was trying to make sense of that. You, you stated it a lot better, actually. Yes! But I, I was <gasps> thinking more along the lines of, like, give him enough freedom so that he feels free enough to be controlled. Yep. Yeah. So, yep. so it's, like kinda it's like, almost like... A- giving him, a, like, it's like a dog where you give him enough slack... To be like happy enough. Yeah, but, I was like, watching another ha- show the other day, and they actually like she was 
um, imprisoned in her own room, but the door was unlocked. And her mind thoughts were, my door is unlocked, but I haven't been able to leave my room in a certain amount of days. That's when you know the real power exists in that person's hand. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like he's giving, you give him an inch and he's like, he feels like he's in control, even though he's not. Yeah, give him an itch, but but he controls the mile. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Right on. Yeah. And so this almost wraps up. So this kind of wraps up uh, Seg's uh, storyline, which where after that little thing that happens, um, uh, he goes back and he meets up with Adam and Kim. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is where the huge reveal of the episode is revealed. But first, before we get into that, we're actually gonna get into Kim and and Adam's uh, plot line. Yes. Um, I love s- Kim, by the way. He's like one of my favorite characters. Yeah, he's cool. He's very resourceful. He is awesome. No, his just like his mannerisms are just oh, like okay. so cool. I love it yeah, so I, much. I definitely enjoyed him this episode. I, I really want to see more of him, and I hope he plays a large role. I can, I'm not gonna lie, I can see him dying. Put a little bit more on that later. No, right now, no! right now, uh, ladies and gentlemen who are viewing, I have an assignment for you. Ooh. I have a call to action. Homework. Uh, not homework. homework. No, it's funner than homework. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. It's, if funner was a word. So, here at AfterBuzz... <laughs> I'm, like, intrigued. Here at AfterBuzz, we strive to be the ESPN of TV talk. And we can't yeah. achieve that without your help, everybody. We need you. We need you guys. We you need you. build us from the bottom and get us to the top. So, we're, like, over here now. We're like, we we want to be at the top. We want to be with the, where Superman flies high. You know what I'm saying? So... Please do your part. If you are listening to this on any uh, sort of platform where you listen to podcasts, specifically iTunes, please leave a review and rate us five stars. There you go. Get that shot. Five stars. Also, subscribe to our <laughs> podcast to get updated when our new uh, episodes drop. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want that? And there's everything on this, guys. Like any show you can imagine, it's right here. On the after, yeah, on AfterBuzz. Yeah. You're right. Literally. Yeah. Um, as well, if you're on YouTube, you need to do your part too. You got, you got to give us those thumbs up, those super thumbs up. You got to subscribe to the Sci-Fi Fantasy Superhero Channel, one of the largest channels that we have. Thanks to you guys, we're already at 6,500. But amazing, I want to propose that I want to reach 7,000 by the end of this season. Oh, we can totally do it. We can totally Krypton. do it. I, I have. Faith. That's just like 500 more subscribers, guys. We got this. Share it with all of your friends, any of your other fans that you know of this show. Send them over. Yeah, tell them, tell them, tell them about the show. If they watch it, they'll be like, hey, there's an after show. Hey, I'm plus. If you watch us live, you can also partake in the live chat. What? You what can, like, up? geek out with other people in the live chat and be like, hey, man, what would you think about this? They're not getting to this, but we can talk about it here. It's okay. But if you subscribe, you get all of the notifications so you never miss an episode. Bada beam, bada boom. Ooh. So, also, please leave us your comments about the episode after the fact, additionally to the live chat, because the live chat does not stay up. So, and uh, we love reading those uh, comments. So, And I know for a fact... Ivan Soto, you're out there. Well, leave us a comment, bro. What's up? What's up? You like watch everything on AfterBuzz? Come on, I'm calling you out. Oh! <laughs> to the super challenge. Yes. And now back to our regular pro- uh, <laughs> regular scheduled uh, program. Regular scheduled program. All right, so okay. let's do let's break down Adam and Cam's plot. So this is the shortest one. Um, not too much happened here, but it's also very important of what happened here. Yes. So crucial um, little bits. So just to, just to re- rewind a little bit. <laughs> So, um, so when they're looking at the uh, when Seg goes out to the trader and buy, gets that knife, they're yes. like, "Dude, we Adam and Kem are like, yo, we gotta find another way to stop this to prove this because our boy is gonna get himself in trouble." Yep. And though, and so they look through the database and Kem finds something under, uh, a little out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. He says there was a meteor shower reported in the Outlands that happened three days prior to the episode. Three days prior to the episode. I repeat that because that is very important. Three days. Three days prior to the episode. Because, and then so once uh, Kemp says that, Adam says, hells yeah, we've got the lead we've been looking for. Is that for. exactly what he said? He's like, hells yeah. He's from Detroit. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I said that. All right. That's what he, he that's what he like. That's the emotion he gave That's what to he me. was giving to you though, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, yeah, let's take it out. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's take a trip to the Outlands. Kem says it's illegal. We need to find, uh, we could like probably hitch a ride with these scavengers, but I have another way. 
He's like, all right, sure. What is it? So they go to the traitor, which is the man who gave, again, the knife to Cam. That doesn't um, talk. That doesn't. Uh, he sort of talks. Ish. Mm, mm, yeah. So mm. pretty much the price to admission to the Outlands, Adam has to give up his uh, precious Detroit hat and his wristwatch. Ooh, no. 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 <laughs> so cut to, the, <laughs> cut to the Outlands. They make it to the Outlands. So and so the Outlands looks like a like a like a rocky tundra with a, it's super windy and it's outside of the forest dome, and they're looking th- they're looking for stuff and they, they end up finding um some scorch marks of supposed meteorite, meteorites that have crash landed but it turns out it it wasn't uh, what was it meteorites what was it tell me what was it, 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 it it's something that something hasn't it, it shows in that something indeed has crashed down on the planet Krypton yes. But also in this test. scene, just real quick, just to touch on this, is that Adam uh, reveals that he never he dropped out of uh, uh, college after the yeah. first year. And he's like, oh, you know what's the first rule of archaeology? Do you know what the first rule is, Candace? No, he didn't finish college. It, it was actually, he, he, he didn't, but he says it goes something along, I think, I think he goes something along the lines of never, never stop, stop looking. searching. Searching, searching, way, I was close. They both work, synonymous. And and I think also to add to that, always be persistent, never give up. Yes. Yeah. So we need a slogan of our shirt that just says "Never give up." There you go. Done. So it, it cuts to his face and like a face reaction, like <gasps> "My God, we found something!" And this brings us back to bring it brings all uh, Segs and Cam and Adams' plot lines back together, all here at once with the revelation. And what is that, Candace? What's the revelation? What do they find out at the end of the episode? That Brainiac is already here! Bum, 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 bum! Hey! <laughs> Nailed it. Yes. So. So, so evil laugh, too. I like it. All right. So, yeah. So, pretty much, it is revealed that Brainiac was not only already on his way to Krypton, but that he has already arrived already three days. There. Three, three days, days prior three. to them finding they're little like the little like like salvage salvageable brainiac parts i guess brainiac technology i guess they find so he indeed sent some sort of scout to krypton and that's where our episode ends dun 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 i just want to do that again so that pretty much concludes um the episode uh the episode content for the after show and now i would like to get into our character corner while we have time we have 13 minutes. Let's do this. Go, 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 right, go, 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 go. So I teased this up in the, in, earlier. So if you wanted to, if you're still sticking around, uh, we, I'm breaking down Brainiac. It's a vi- since uh, we are short on time. It's just a, a touching on him. Like on I'm the- really interested in this because I don't know a lot about Brainiac to be honest with you. So ah. fill me in. Well, class, sit in, get your notepads out okay, and your go. pencils, and um, let the class uh, begin. Okay, so. First appearance of Brainiac appeared in Action Comics number 242 on July 1958. Oh, yeah. And uh, if the picture is up, there is a picture. That's a that's a version of Krypton, uh, the show Krypton, that we're going to see of Brainiac. The version of Brainiac that we're going to see on show Krypton. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So yeah. he was originally created by Otto Binder. He was a writer. And Al Plastino, who was the artist. So what is he and where is he from? He is actually part of a race called Kulan. Uh, so, uh, yeah, he was, he's part of a race called Kulan and he's from the planet, uh, Ku, Kolu, I believe that's what it's, it's pronounced. Go ahead and correct me. That's fine. Um, he's a super villain and he's depicted as an extraterrestrial cyborg or android. One or the other. And his name stems from a combination of brain and maniac. <laughs> so he's crazy, but he's smart. Well, he's not crazy, but like he's like his views are weird, you know. Doesn't I mean if he's the evil force that we're fighting, I hope he's a little crazy. Otherwise, I feel like there'd be no point. Well, we could get into that in a little bit. After let me just get through this real quick. What does he look like? So you kind of saw what he looked like. So he's green-skinned uh, being, usually in humanoid form. He's bald. He's got a set of linked electrode-like objects protruding from his skull. What is he mainly known for? Uh, he's one of Superman's primary arch nemesises next to Lex Luthor. And in some continuities, he is also responsible for shrinking and stealing Kandor, as well as the destruction of Krypton. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why uh, this show makes some, you know, like the, the, 
the uh, the main baddie adversary. Yeah, of this whole thing, where it's like it's pretty much like that's his. That's a conflict Did I use of that everything. Word correctly? Yeah, adversary. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. They're all going up against him. Uh, real quick, just to touch on to on his abilities and skills. Uh, so he has two skills that are most consistent throughout all of the canons that he's been in. Because mm-hmm. there's been a lot, and he also has a tons of origin stories. You got y'all can go into that uh, later on. I'm not going to touch on that because it's too convoluted. It's just a bit, you know. Based, just throw it in the live chat, guys. Just a little foundry, foundry of who he is, pretty much. Um, so most consistent power is that he has a twelfth level intellect, as well as uh, he's a technopath. Which is a psychic ability to control electronic machinery and or read electronic signals. That's cool. Also, the lie. whole twelfth level intellect. Like we're barely at level seven intellect. I, I just made that up, but it sounds. Oh, right. I was going to say, what level am I at? I want to know. Because <laughs> we're so out? smart on this show. <laughs> yeah, we're so like beyond. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's got twelfth. Le- this twelfth uh, level intellect allows him to do calculation abilities, enhance memory, and advance understanding of mechanical engineering, bioengineering, physics, and other theoretical and applied sciences, as well as extensive knowledge of various alien technologies. Again, he's super smart. Additionally, yeah, he has a cyborg and android body that grants him super. So just add super to everything I'm about to say. Super, strength, durability, speed, stamina, longevity, and also super flight. Why not? And uh, also uh, regenerative healing factors. Slash, um, so basically the man can't die. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess not. With all of those powers right there, it sounds like he's completely indestructible. Although he doesn't sound like a machine, so there's always a way to corrupt a machine through a virus of some sort. At least in my opinion. So maybe that's going to lead to some... Maybe I think you're on the eighth level of intellect. Ayo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apart from that, some other abilities real quick. Uh, energy projection. Projection of super strong and durable tendrils. Ability to take possession of other beings. Proje- projection of force fields. Utilizes advanced weaponry and equipment. Vast psych- uh, psychic powers. So he's like mind reading, mind controlling, telekinesis, uh, matter manipulation, astral projection. Also ability to mimic Kryptonian superpowers. On this show, we're not like there, it's yet confirmed like what he's gonna have, but there's tons that he can have. Who's to say? Who's to say? On the Krypton show, though, he is played by Blake Ritson, and he is um, again the main adversary of. Uh, there he is, yeah, Blake Look at Ritson. Him. There you go. And he's. I'm excited be, to meet him. He's gonna be the main adversary of uh, Krypton, pretty much like the main like. Oh no, we gotta stop this storm, Brainiac storm from. Stealing our city. Yes. I don't know why I use this voice. I don't know, but Anyways, let's go. Let's go. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so that brings us to our our wrap. Uh, we're wrapping up the show, and with that, I would like to do some uh, fan shoutouts. So, in the live chat, I'm pretty sure we have Ivan Soto again. Ivan, I'm calling you. Zayas, B. Lou, and Stardew. Um, do you have a yeah. live chat up at all by chance or no? I don't right now. That's all no. right. I'm so sorry. Last guys. week, last week we had some YouTube commentators, and uh, well, I'm shouting you out. Slay the Deathstroke. Uh, Pirate Star. Uh, Andrew Martin. And extra or X control. Extra. Extra. It's like control. Oh, it's like control, control. with X. Sidma. <laughs> Tribe Master 07. Tribe Master 07. Yeah. KTJ. C Chill 68. And last but not least, Roddy Musbill. I'll let you have that one. Interesting. I got all the bad ones. Yeah, you did. I mean, they're, no, they're all great names. They're, they're all just great really names, hard guys. to pronounce. We're just teasing. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So let's get into our, some news and gossip. <laughs> all right. So there it is. <laughs> Faster than a speeding bullet. Um, so, <laughs> so, um, so oh, oh, yeah, real quick, we just did a little, like, we, we, we made ourselves into our Kryptonian selves. I love like, it. So if you, go, if you go to the sci-fi website, you can make your own, like, Kryptonian self, which I thought was fun. So up on the screen right now, we do have, this is actually Steph Sabra, and she, she fights for equality, of course. Next is oh that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the mustache, but I thought it was hilarious. Um, I fight for libertad, which is Spanish for liberty and or freedom. Um, next up, we got Candice Cruz. I love love. Oh, I think love powers love. everything. She fights for love. I really do. I think love is You're the underlying so thing innocent. of everything. I'm you know kidding. what? <laughs> it's the truth. Under equality and everything, well, it all comes down to love. Hopefully, love will defeat Brainiac, and we'll see how that goes. 
<laughs> He's fighting revenge all, because of love. I think that's all he needs, really. What, love? Yeah, brain damage. All you need is love. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Alrighty then. So, on to our next bit of news. So, uh, at this past WonderCon, uh, showrunner Cameron Welsh, as well as VP of DC Entertainment Dan Evans, excuse me, Dan Evans, commented <laughs> on the inclusion of such characters as Hawkwoman and the, uh, the Green Lantern Corpse. So, uh, the panel was asked about the inclusion of the Lantern Corpse, and Cameron Welsh re- uh, replied, That's something that, we w- that would be a natural fit for us. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> I mean, kudos to the whole DC world that they do such a good job integrating all of the storylines as much as they can into everything. Yeah, we've definitely seen that a lot with um, the CW uh, DC yeah. shows, mm-hmm. but we weren't sure how crazy they were going to get on this show. Yeah. So on top of that, adding to what I just said, Dan Evans steps in and he hints on that before the Lantern Corpse will arrive, we'll actually get the Omega Men. Ooh. Omega Men. So, yeah, I smell a possible character corner for next week. Omega Men and uh, Lantern Corpse is a little, like, well-known. So, I think the Omega Men would be cool. Anyways, um, he also reassured fan, uh, fans, this is uh, still speaking on Dan Evans, that his this show has, complete, has plenty of characters to pick from their DC Garden, quoting... Uh, DC isn't just Earth. It isn't just Metropolis or Gotham. The DC universe is huge. It's multiple universes, he said. The VP then promised that the show will open the door to other parts of the DC universe, allowing them to introduce characters that you may not see in other shows that will fit comfortably here. And and maybe some different versions of characters you're used to. So that sounds very interesting. So... Uh, so, uh, speaking on the news, I would like to uh, do a little call to actions to our viewers and say, uh, with all this in mind of what I just read, um, does that get you more pumped to watch this show? And also, what cosmic characters of DC lore would you like to see show up on this show? And please leave your comments down below um, because the live chat goes away after a while and we would love to read them and uh, speak on that behalf and on that subject. Breath. There we go. Yes. All right. Now, let's get into some... Quick predictions. Predictions. Yeah. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Oh, red color blood. Blood of my enemies. Like that fight, though. That fight, though. That fight was awesome. I'm sorry. I loved that fight Or how he activates the the solid, the fortress. He just, like, bleeds on it. I had to cringe a little bit. I'm not a big blood person, either. I was like, how much does that really hurt? Anyways, predictions. Candice, Go. Oh gosh! Put me on the spot here. No, I think that the um, I think we've talked a lot about it, and I put a lot of my perspectives in there. I think that um, Lita is really going to now come of own, and I think she's really going to play a crucial part in Seg's um, full fight. And I think that she's going to be playing um, using her commander role to her full advantage. I think that using that, like we've already seen in the first episode, she went in and captured him and put him in the handcuffs in front of people to kind of disillusion the relationship between the two of them. So I think that that's only going to be escalated with her being in the commander position. Mm-hmm. And I think the relationship with her mother is going to get way more complicated personally. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to get way, way more complicated because now she's at a higher rank. She has to prove herself even more. She's just the beginning, even when she said that she gave that warning of like, things only get harder from here because with the responsibility, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. Um, Spider-Man. Yes. Throwing something else in there. <laughs> Ayo. <laughs> Ayo. But um, outside of that, I think SAG is really going to um, get really in-depth and learn a lot more about his parents and learn a lot more about his grandfather as we go along and to really start finding his own way. Because I think that a lot of it has been just, like, jumping around and not really knowing where he's going and what he's doing. Even before he had all this responsibility thrown onto him, he seemed just kind of like a... Like a free-for-all kind of character. So I'm interested to see where his fight really comes in and to see the relationship that grows between Kim and Adam and how much Adam actually comes into play with like this dynamic like union to defeat Brainiac. Ooh, dang. Yes. I, I guess I there gotta go. follow that. Go. <laughs> go! All right. <laughs> I didn't throw Devin in there either, so. Devin. Yeah, uh, real quick, just to reiterate, uh, so... 
this is like the synopsis for the next episode. During a military crackdown on Seg's home district, Seg and Adam Strange race to find a deadly sentry. So it is. So that kind of confirms that the sentry is from Brainiac, and they're going to try to fight him. Um, so they're going to try and fight him during the skerfuffle of everything happening. Skerfuffle? Skerfuffle? That's a word. Of everything. Look it up. Of everything I mean. happening. <laughs> of everything happening. Um, you lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. Okay, so during yeah, with the with the rank with the raid on the rank list. So yes. like while that's going on, we'll be like, oh, we got to go find the sentry. But also speaking on light, Alita. Um, so yeah, it's going to be really complicated because. Um, she is higher in power, so like the more moves, every move is gonna be checked by by her mother, pretty mm-hmm. much. So any move that goes towards uh, Seg in his favor, I feel like she's gonna the mother Jaina will call Lita out on it. On top of that, it will raise Dev's eyebrow as to her motives, as to why she keeps. Like I feel like there's gonna be like a consistent like um uh what would you just say like a not a deja vu but like consistent pattern there you go mm-hmm. a pattern of like. Lita is 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 altering plan, military plans that favor Seg and or the Rankless in but some she, sort of way. She's also going to have to show her strength at the same time. Of like like you said, you oh, yeah, were surprised that she killed. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yes, killed the other commander. I think that it, she's also going to have to show like that she isn't. Like, she's going to have to play a card to show that she's not on Seg's side, so that she throws everyone off the path. Right. So I think there's going to be some type of confrontation that we're going to have to see. And I also think that there's going to get a couple of love triangles going on too. Oh, nice. Well, I think you you covered the predictions. And, yeah. Uh, so yeah. So go ahead, Candice. Put yourself over. All right. Thanks, put guys, so much over. for tuning in. And I'm so glad that I'm a part of this panel. I'm excited to see where this show goes. You can find me in all my social media at Candice R. Cruz, Twitter, Instagram, all of them. And please comment and tweet me and let me know all your thoughts because I definitely want to get like completely submerged in this world. Right on. Yeah. All right, everybody, time to say goodbye. My name is Anthony Becerra. You can find me everywhere at Tony B. Tony underscore. Again, it's Tony B. Tony underscore. Be sure to check out uh, all the po- all the after shows we have here on this channel, along with all of our channels on AfterBuzz as well. And also catch me on uh, Horror Movie News on Tuesdays at 4 p.m. on the Popcorn Talk Network. We're going to do a whole like little special on The Quiet Place. Since it's coming out this Friday, I'm so flipping excited for that. All right. All right. Catch you later. Bye, guys. I'm going to go fly somewhere. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later, Krypton. Views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 